My guest today holds a special place in my heart. He was one of the first people I met when I moved to a new town over four years ago, and he immediately screamed my love language, which is community. Trainer Dane oozes good storytelling, positivity, and a never quit motto. He has so many one-liners, I honestly lose track, but here are just a few that you'll often find him spouting. Dreams don't have an expiration date. Wake up and be amazing. You can do hard things. Trainer Dane is a certified life coach, personal fitness instructor, and positive motivator. Whether he's speaking, teaching, or coaching, you are sure to leave his presence feeling the warm blanket of positivity he showered on you. In fact, during the middle of this interview, he got me into immediate action and an Instagram challenge was born right in the middle of our recording. I hope you'll not only take us up on taking the challenge with us, but implementing a few of Dane's simple concepts to make your life better than it was before. Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast with my special guest, trainer Dane Boyle, talking about how to turn positivity into possibility. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello to the Light Beamers out there, to the listeners of the Inside Story podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee, and I have with me today one of my favorite people uh, and one of my favorite local friends. This is a really cool thing is that he actually lives in the same town as I do, which is a rarity. And um, one of our awesome Light Beamers from our community, trainer, Dane Boyle. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, April. Thank you so much for having me. Isn't it? It really is more it's special because you and I both are blessed to have global communities and we are practically neighbors. I know, literally. And that was one of the fun things about meeting you when I actually moved to this town four and a half years ago. You really were one of the first friends that I made <laughs> moving to a new town and um, you know, just seeing how you, uh, reach out to people and you have the, you know, your own online, like you said, global community from people all around the country and the world who, um, are engaged with you, uh, regarding health and wellness and fitness, which is what you're all about, uh, positive mindset and coaching. And, uh, it's been so cool to like have our communities blend together a lot. You know, you've introduced a lot of people to light beamers. I've introduced a lot of people to you 
And that's what it's all about. That's really what it's all about. And I love that we get to see each other. You were literally just at my house yesterday having lunch with my husband, which is really fun. Um, and yet, you know, that we get to do that. We get to, we get to hang out socially outside of our own, you know, global communities. So excited to have you on the show today. I love that too. And thank you so much. I know we've been trying to do this for a while and it just, we're blessed to be busy. We're best to be, I call it productive rather than being just busy anymore, but productive lives. And when you're impacting lives, you know, based, like I said, you said all over the globe, it just takes time. And I've said more time zones in the last 18 months probably have in my entire existence right what time zone what time is it where you are what time is it where i am yeah and i screw that up all the time i'm all like that time time zone converter app is like my best friend because i'm like i know i'm gonna get this wrong you know so when i go to plug something into my calendar i'm always having to double check the time zones um because i i have been known to miss a meeting because i have messed that up but yeah all the time zones it's crazy you know, like I have assistants that help me and they're in the Philippines. And so they're literally around the world. Um, and so I'm always trying to convert time. It's crazy. But let's talk about you. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And one of the things that's really, I, I just want to say this, one of the things that's really special to me about you is the way, I mean, you are you are such a vibrant member of our, of our Light Beamers community. I know you you sort of live, eat, and breathe storytelling now that's been so fun I think you've always been a natural born storyteller but since we've gotten to know each other and working together you know your stories have just come to life in my view and you're such a champion truly of other women I mean you're you work with men and women as I as do I but I know primarily you do serve a female audience and I'd love to know a little bit more about that about who you serve and and why you think it has been mostly women that tend to flock to trainer dang because they do they you know you really do work well very well with women and you're such a champion for women which i have told you privately and i'll say it again on the show i appreciate deeply well thank you so much and thank you for helping me shape my story and allowing me to share my story and ultimately show up as my authentic self like you said uh -huh. i was always a storyteller i was looking back even elementary school and i wrote my own first little play you know, and I scripted it and I directed it and we had some clunky video camera because, you know, I was a 70s kid, right? Um, but when it comes to the, the ladies of my life, there's a couple stories I could share, but I think the first one I'll share is really when I had my little girl, right? So I was a 21-year-old sexist man without even knowing that I was. I just uh -huh. was. I was just a guy, right, who grew up loving sports and athletics and competition and rock and roll and without even realizing that most of them were men. So then I have this beautiful little girl that the Lord blesses me with, with blonde, well, she was bald for like three years, and then she ultimately had, <laughs> had blonde hair and blue eyes. And we loved, we would dance around the living room, and one day she literally came up to me and asked me about girl singers. And I realized, wow, I'd never exposed this little one who's now articulating her thoughts to powerful women. Mm. And then I even went back to my mom, who was a school leader for a long time and always out there and championed me not to be the dumb jock stereotype, yeah. to lead with my brain and my heart. And then if I could hit, run, and catch, that was even better. Love and, that. And I, yeah, and I try to thank my mom. I'm doing a, my own personal gratitude challenge. I said we should all thank our parents and call them and tell them we love them. Even if we don't have the best relationship with them, they did the best they could. Right? Uh -huh. They, they, they yeah. did the best they could. 
So as I've aged, I just have naturally, or women, whether it's been personal training, group fitness, women would ask, they love, tend to like community, and they're not afraid to ask for help. And I've watched them often cower down and not stand tall. And I'm like, no, I want my kid. Like I wanted Kayla. My daughter's name is Kayla. I now have a granddaughter named Finley. I want them to stand tall and I want them to lift their head up. And if they decide they want to be the doctor, be the doctor. If you want to be a nurse, be a nurse. But you don't have to be the vice president. Be the freaking president. You want to be the CEO? Go be the CEO. You always say, if you're not invited to dinner, build your own damn table and start inviting those people. So it just yep. seemed to me that I didn't want my, I have two sons as well. I wanted her to have the same rights, privileges, and freedom as the boys. Yes. It just yes. seemed natural to me. And it's not. I know. And exactly. it's, it's not. So um, my daughter is married to a young man in the Air Force, and they were stationed in Virginia for several years. And we would fly up to D.C. in Virginia and my granddaughter would be, always be wearing a shirt that says future president. I'm like, girl, I will be your campaign manager every day, twice on Sunday, and let's go do it. Let's let's do it. And that has really allowed me just to speak my, my piece. I tend to serve Gen X women now. I'm a Gen X man. And part of that is also watching, you know, when young girls often before you hit puberty, you're still super confident. And then you get awkward as your body changes. You're not sure who you are. Your sexuality changes. Your identity changes. The world changes on who they think or tell you you should be. Yep. And then you go and, and maybe you go to college. Maybe you start a career. Maybe you find a significant other. Maybe you get married. Maybe you have children. You know, and then you become a caretaker. And 20 years pass you by, and you've been Mrs. Jones, you've been Billy's mommy, you've been the PTA president, you've also had a job, but somewhere along the way, you've forgotten your own personal identity. Yes. And now as Gen Xers, between what, 45 and 60 probably is what that would be, right? You, your life has changed. I live with this in my own home every day. Our youngest, so I got remarried, and our youngest is combined blended family is in college. And now my wife's trying to figure out what is her purpose because Allie's not here every day to care for, forget her lunch, forget her lunch money, forget her athletic shirt and all those things you just did. Um, and I want Tanya and I want all the – that's my wife, all the women to just figure out how their identity. Find your purpose and passion again or refine it and be strong physically, mentally, emotionally. And at the end of the day, I want them all to age with awesomeness. Ah, oh, that's so good. It's so good. And, and, you know, it is. That's what – I mean, I see it too with – with women of a certain age is that, you know, when you get to be, let's say 45, you know, if that's kind of that Gen Xer, if we're entering that Gen Xer generation at that age, um, when you get to be in your 40s, 45 plus, whatever, you've lived life, right? And you've had a lot of experiences that have, um, and I'm right there, that's the, that's the generation I'm in. You know, you've had some experiences that have, you know, kicked your butt a little bit. And, you know, um, over time, I see this so much in my community too. And I think this is why I have been so passionate about helping women tell their stories is because I know that once I can help them and figure out that story, that with that story, they will innately be reconnected back to their power, be reconnected back to their truth. And as you say, find that identity, find that purpose, find that 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 reason for getting up every day because it can no longer be about the kids because the kids are gone it can no longer you know be about the husband because you've been married long enough that that you know like he's still doing his own thing too you know so 
um, it really is about reconnecting to that identity and finding that purpose and finding that confidence and finding that truth of who you are. And so, so connected to how I see it too. And I think that's why I appreciate so much what you do because it, it resonates so deeply with me. Um, and so, so much of what you do is around fitness, health, well-being, and mindset, personal power, positivity. You know, we all hear about the mind-body-spirit connection, but in your, in your language and in your world, why, why are those so interconnected? I have a graduate degree in exercise science, so that's my background. Yeah. And what I have found is when you help people regain their physical strength, when they can move better, they can get off the floor, they can still get in the car. Maybe you have grandchildren now and you're playing on the floor. When you can get up and you can go do it without thinking about it, it's powerful. May I share another story? Absolutely. Please. So if we go back again. So again, we'll go back to my daughter, right? She's the oldest and you're experimenting or learning. You just don't know. Nobody yeah. give, I didn't have an instruction book. So no I had, yeah, right? So we moved back. I was active duty. We moved back to from Alaska to Texas. My dad, first grandkid, wanted to take. There's a Sea World. We lived just north of San Antonio, and really wanted to take my grand, my daughter at the time, his granddaughter, to Sea World. It's July. If you ever been in South Central Texas, it's hot as Hades. It's like living in hell, right? Yes, it's and, so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> it's miserably hot. Um, so the blacktop's radiating heat. You know, but my dad wants to carry his granddaughter. He hasn't really been in her life for almost four years, right? And and Shamu's the pinnacle thing, and everybody wants to go see Shamu. Well, they're not SeaWorld smart. Bush Gardens, they all know. They know how to market. So you put Shamu way on the inside of the park where you got to walk like, I don't know if a country mile is longer than a real mile, but it's a country mile plus, right? Yeah, yeah. And my, I keep telling my dad, she can walk, dad. She can hold your hand. And he's like, no, no, no. So her face is pressed up against his chubby little face. My dad was a 290 malnourished man. That's a whole nother story we can share. So we finally get to Shamu Stadium. She gets like a snow cone and a water, sits in the splash zone, big cheesy smile, sweaty face, and is all in. Well, my dad looked miserable. And he never, ever really regained that joy and spunk he had when we went from the car to his house. So I took that idea knowing that I didn't want to be that granddad. I can take it now to the ladies and say, look, you want to be able to walk with your grandkids. You want to dance at your 50th wedding anniversary. You want to go to your kid's graduation, wedding day, whatever it is, and literally live life. You, I want to be, I don't know about you, I'm going to ask you, do you want to remain independent and healthy the rest of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we have that and you don't feel like physical crap, you then can dream. You can find your purpose and passion. But if you are struggling, shuffling your feet, not being able to lift your grocery bags or clean your house or have enough money to have somebody clean your house, whatever that is, it's hard to find and live that purpose, passion, ultimately age with awesomeness. I don't want to spend one minute in a nursing home. I don't want Tanya to. I don't want my mother to who's mid-70s now. So uh -huh. your physical health is super important, which then leads to your mental health, which then leads to finding and living your purpose and passion. Well, I want to go back to your dad because I think that's an important, it, I know that story a little bit, of course. And so I think that's an important story to connect the dots because, you know, the fact that your dad was overweight, he was actually a doctor, right? And so he came from the medical community, but he physically and from a health standpoint was not really healthy most of your experience with him, right? And I know that that influenced you 
also into the work that you do today. You know, tell a little bit about that story of how your dad, what that was like growing up with a dad that didn't, you know, he was such a big character in your life. And I know you loved and admired him greatly and you wanted to be a lot like him. And, uh, but there were pieces of, of him that influenced you in a different direction. Talk about that. So if you go back, my dad was Vietnam era veteran, super fit. Like you just, he, he was, he was a military dependent. My grandfather was a retired Lieutenant Colonel in the air force and he wanted to emulate my granddad. But then like most of us, life just starts to take over. So dad didn't go to medical school till I was already in elementary school, worked three jobs, raised four kids. My mom was like a single mom, but not a single mom just cause he was, wasn't home. And you know, the McDonald's diet, so to speak, because he was working 24 hour shifts, he was going to school he didn't instantly put on weight, right? And most of us, if now we're talking about Gen Xers, if you put on five pounds this year, April, at the end of the day, you might not feel as good, but it's not any big deal. But if you put on I five do that every year. for right for 10 years, now you're 50 pounds or more overweight. And then right. what, what, what I think ultimately happened is he was working, working, working. He always told us about someday, you know, we were on food stamps when I was a kid. My sisters would never remember that, but he didn't ever want that to happen again, right? So right. he, it was, he had three crappy cars. I still have PTSD about working on cars because I just got yelled at for not paying attention at eight years old. I was probably doing cartwheels and he wanted a half inch wrench or socket and I'm like paying attention. He was just trying to survive. I didn't know that as a little boy. But then he was, it was about payback. Maybe, I don't really know because it was none of my business as a kid who helped my parents financially or emotionally. And he gave back, gave back, gave back. And then food became his drug of choice. Come on, food is satisfying. Having a glass of beer, my dad wasn't a drinker, but having a glass of wine, or for he loved Oreos, he loved whole milk, he loved regular Coke, and he could sit and watch the news at 10 or 10.30 by himself in quiet. Yeah. And then, for sure. But then I think it gets to the point where you don't, it's so big, needing to really lose 100 pounds is daunting. Yes. But what you need to do is drink a little bit more water. Walk a little. And look, if you put a 100-pound vest on me, it'd be way hard for me to walk. Right. Any of us. And, right. And so it becomes so debilitating that you don't even start. And you just, mm-hmm. you just quit. I also knew my dad's health was diminishing just kind of innately with what I do. Yeah. Dad lived less than an hour from me. And I, used to t- I told him at kind of the last couple years before he got sick, I said, how come to San Antonio at 5 a.m.? I'm not afraid to, as you know, I'm not afraid to get up early. And I'll meet you at the gym. But being the dad, he's like, no, that's too much. You know, I don't want to burden you. In hindsight, because my dad's since been passed away about six years from complication being morbidly obese, I should have said, no, F that. I'm coming. And if you don't want to go to the gym, I'll show up in your driveway. We'll walk mailbox to mailbox and get it done. Because just like Tim McGraw's song, Live Like You're Dying, or Five More Minutes is another kind of all we ever want is a few more minutes. Uh-huh. And then within, I don't really know what the time span was, he sat down and he never stood up again and he gradually diminished and passed away. So I don't want that to happen to any of the women that I get to work with, men, anybody. It just shouldn't happen. Well, and you know, you, you bring up a really good point and it really speaks to kind of the approach that you take. And I know, cause I work out with you, um, the approach that you take with people in your coaching, whether you're coaching them in the physical arena or you're coaching them in a life coaching capacity is you are all about making small, incremental change, 
right? Like your prescription is never to, oh, you can't get up out of the chair. Well, I want you to go walk five miles tomorrow. You know, like it's never that. It's always really small incremental change. How does the, like anyone that might be listening out there that whether it is, you know, their mindsets in the tank, they're feeling defeated by life. They have just received, um, you know, some really bad news or their relationships are rocky and they're just sort of, uh, you know, being beat up in that arena and they're, you know, from life or if they're, you know, like, like your dad or like Timmy's mom and, you know, Mrs. Jones's, you know, wife, Mr. Jones's wife, that they just have forgotten how to even begin to put themselves first. What do you tell people about getting started? Obviously, I've given some of it away, like, you know, it's small incremental change, but what is it about getting them started? What is your magic potion for helping people in that arena? So I think that it's almost in the movie broadcast, I think, or Broadcast news, I think it was anyway, in the 70s. Like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. That's what he what he yelled. Yeah, yeah. So I would ask you really, you have to dig deep and you're gonna find some there's gonna be some emotions that come, some tears are gonna flow. And the first thing I really want to know is what are the most important things in your life that without your days, weeks, months, and years would be incomplete? So when you can articulate that, how important is your physical health, your mental health, and the community you're gonna be around? Once we know what's really important to you, then we can formulate a game plan. But nothing matters if you don't have your health. Everything is possible with your health. And literally it is. So let's just talk physical fitness because it's every self-help personal development book always talks about health and nutrition. It's just easy to talk about. Well, because it's pretty important. (laughs) Yeah. And and you can quantify it right instantly. So instantly, did you move more today than yesterday? Yes or no? There's only, that's it. There's two answers. Right. What we want to challenge you to do is to move a minimum of 30 minutes every day. Now, if it's physically impossible to do 30 minutes, most people won't do a damn thing. They'll just say, forget it. I can't do it. Can't do it. But I then want to ask you, can you do it for 10 minutes? And if you can say, yes, good, did you know you get the same physical benefit by doing three bouts of 10 minutes a day? And most people don't know that. If you're not able to do 10 minutes, can you do 60 seconds? Every time the phone rings, every time you pick up your phone, every time you change a movie on Netflix, if you're a gamer, whatever that is, can you move for 60 seconds and then build up? And then we, I try to teach the 10% rule. Even in mindset, can you do 10% more in the future We every week? So if you're doing 60 seconds, 10% is six seconds. If we talk and use the analogy of water and you're drinking 20 ounces of water, then okay, I'm going to ask you, can you drink you know, eight, eight more ounces? That's more than 10%. But if you added eight ounces every day over 10 days, you get to 80 ounces. That's, that's your grandma's teacup. Now, my big coffee cup is way more than eight ounces, but it really is that simple. I hear all the time that those that work out with me, um, I've got a bum shoulder, I've got a bum knee. I'm like, okay, you've got, the Lord bless you with two legs. You've got one good leg. You've got two arms. You've got a core. We can figure out what you can sit. You can bring a chair where I train outdoors. We've got picnic tables, but it's about building and creating that habit to show up every day at 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. or connecting with me. And I am get to work with, I have a whole program called Women on Weights and I don't work with them in per- person. I send the workout. They send an accountability sel- um, selfie. We do happiness, nutrition, exercise, personal development. That's it. Now, it seems like a lot but we do it incrementally. I don't say read this book by tomorrow. 
I've had people that say I don't like to read, and I challenge you to read 10 pages a day. Read one page an hour for 10 hours. I don't care. <laughs> but it's all or nothing, and we don't want to be all or nothing. If all or nothing, we tend to quit doing anything because it's not yeah. sustainable. So, you know, you did that with me recently, too, because one of my one of my goals, I've, I've always been kind of a really crappy water drinker. And I knew that that was one thing that I'm like, okay, small incremental change, you know, like, yes, we've got my water right here. Um, small incremental change. And, you know, there was there was a girl, Erin, um, I'll shout her out in our in our boot camp group and that you that you lead. And she was doing this big challenge called 75 hard. And it's kind of like insane and crazy and ridiculous, but amazing that she accomplished it. And we're super proud of her. But in doing that, she was drinking like a gallon of water every day. And it got me thinking, you know, because I was pretty inspired by her tackling that big challenge. Um, and there's so much more to it than just drinking a gallon of water a day. But I, I, it was the gallon of water a day that I was like, man, I could probably do most of that. But I don't know about drinking a gallon of water a day. So it got me thinking, you know, well, I'm not even close to drinking half a gallon of water today. I'm not even doing that. And so I challenged myself to just start, uh, you know, increasing my water intake every day to where I got to the point where I was drinking. And I am now to the point where I drink half my body weight of water a day, which thankfully isn't a gallon. I don't need a gallon of water, right? Uh, but I am drinking the proper amount of water now, but I had to start because I mean, really, like the first day, you, you know, I think it was like, oh, I got 24 ounces, ounces then, yay me, you know, so it's like, well, okay, the next day then I need to increase it to 30, you know, and you gave me this great trick for anyone out there that, um, you know, is, is trying to increase your water. Um, I had this 20 ounce jug that I was carrying around and I was drinking out of it regularly. And you were like, and I'm like, I get lost. Like I get, you know, in the middle of the day, I'm like, crap, how many of these have I consumed? I can't remember. And you gave me the best trick that you to put rubber bands around your bottle and then slide a rubber band each up. So however many you're trying to get my, in my case, I was trying to drink five of them a day. So I would drink, I would, you know, scoot up a rubber band after every completion of one jug. And so, you know, I would get through the day and I'm like, Oh, I don't have to remember how many I've consumed because the rubber bands would tell me. So I love that trick, but it is, it's just about the, the small, taking small steps. And I think that that's true of anything, right? We can, we can equate this to our health and fitness, but it's of any change that we want to make in our life. It's of, you know, like I said, it might be our mindset is pretty much in the gutter. We haven't read a book in 50 years, you know, like we haven't taken time for self care. Like when was the last time, you know, you took a long, hot bath and lit a candle, um, little things that you can begin to do. Um, and you really, you really teach and preach this so much. And I think that it's so important to like really consume that 10% role and just try to do something, improve it every day by 10% is amazing. So, I mean, another example would be when you went to kindergarten, they didn't walk in and say, ask you the quadratic formula. The teacher held up a block and said, how many is this? And you might have shrugged your shoulders. And he or she said one. Then they wrote a numeric equivalent on the board. And they kept you kept coming in until one day you said one. You could write it. They had to do another block. And then they said two until eventually you got to out high school and you went to algebra. I mean, it's 
but we don't think about that as adults. We want to be able to be right. Einstein overnight and there's only one of them. We have some sort of like crazy perception that we're supposed to be brilliant and perfect on day one. And I think we have to always, that's why this is so important. We're talking about this today because, you know, the listeners out there and myself included and you, you have to be reminded too, like you're an expert, but you also have to practice this walk, right? We have to be reminded that, it, that that's actually not how it works. It's actually not at all how it works. Um, I was just sharing, I don't know, a couple of days yesterday, maybe, um, that I want to talk about positive mindset. Cause I know this is such a big piece of what you teach and, and, you know, you really exude this so much as just a human being. Um, I was, our daughter tried out for the basketball team and she, in leading up to finding out that she made it, she was going into practice every day, going into tryouts every day and leading up to even tryouts, she was practicing and asking for coaching. And she just kept saying, I know I'm going to make it. I know I'm going to make it. I'm making the basketball team. Like I am doing this. This is happening. And she just kept visioning. She's like, I, every day that she would go in for basketball and they would, you know, get the cuts. I would find out who was making it on to the next round and to the next day of tryouts. She would say, my, my number is going to be on that list. And she just continued to visualize it and to speak the positive affirmation of it happening into existence. And lo and behold, it, you know, hey, she's got a little bit of skill, so that's good. But lo and behold, and we're talking seventh grade, so, you know, um, but she made it. Of course she made it. And I knew she was going to make it because she knew she was going to make it. And I think that's a really, that just reminded me this week, I shared that on social media and so many people were commenting about the power of that positive mindset. You know, when did that show up for you? Like, it's such a big piece of who you are, but was there ever a time when, you know, positive mindset did, was not the first thing that you were inclined to think or how, were you born that way? Did it really, was it ingrained in you as a child because you, you really do walk that walk. So it's interesting that you say that because I was sharing a song with my wife, Tanya, by the rock band Sticks, And there's, called, there's a song called Fooling Yourself. And the first line is, you're an angry young man, but you have the whole world in the palm of your hands. So I wasn't, I was a typical angry 15-year-old kid without even understanding why. Uh-huh. But it didn't really take me long. I, I was always, I've always been pretty positive, but my, it would ebb and flow. And now you've been around me what, for four and a half years. And every day I'm like, wake up and be amazing. Grab your daily Danish, blah, blah, blah. But part of it came when life was a big time struggle. Going to, I, well, I had to follow my dad and go to school with kids already. He went to medical school. I did my undergraduate. You know, I'm struggling to pay the mortgage and keep gas in the car and all the things, right? Well, that one, I had a coach that every day would say, Every day is a great day when I want to ask him. Every day, I, it's like, dude, you're so full of crap. It's like right now, like, I don't know if the lights are going to be turned off. Or, did I send my kid with lunch money? You know, I had a flat tire on the way to work or, or whatever. And then it just was oh, every day. And then finally, I'm like, every man, day is a great day. yeah, every yeah. day is a great day. I'm like, this guy's always happy. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, why would it? I want to emulate that. And so even then, I'd go to the grocery store and they'd say, how are you today? You know, and I'm like, every day's a great day. And they would smile and kind of look because they're not really sure that they get that. It's become my vernacular now. And now we're talking 20 years. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was innate in the sense that I've always been relatively optimistic, but then life just kicks you in the face. Beat you down. It beats you down. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Even when I get, a, I get melancholy, it doesn't happen to me very often. 
But I'm like, no, pain, suffering, sorrow really doesn't last forever. All emotions are good, but I don't like this one. So how can I flip it? So Coach Zaleski, Coach Z, is now retired and he's always on a combine. He still has a big dip in his face and he's got a big handlebar mustache. And I ran into him recently and I'm like, I asked him how he was doing. What did he say? Every day is a great day. Every day is a great day. Every day is a great day. It, it doesn't make it perfect. No. It, you know, it doesn't mean they didn't spill your coffee in your lap. It doesn't mean that you weren't late for a meeting. It doesn't mean the dog didn't bark in the podcast. It doesn't mean all those things. <laughs> but you have an opportunity to live. And one day the world is going to go on and you're not going to be here. It's just the way it is. You know, I think that's it right there. I think that it is about the legacy that we want to live or that we want to leave, that we want to live, but that we want to leave. Right. And, you know, I, I hope that that will like sit with somebody, you know, get to them. If you're listening to that part, like that piece of it, the legacy that you want to leave. And if you're the person that's life is kicking in the butt right now and you know, you don't know if there's gas money and can't pay for the kids' lunch and had a flat tire to work. And, you know, maybe you just lost your job. I mean, this past year and a half of COVID has, has dealt a lot of people a lot of blows. And it has been challenging with a capital C. But at the end of the day, how do we want to come out of this? You know, how do we want to come out on the other side of this pandemic, just using that as an example? Or how do you want to come out of the other side of your divorce? Or how do you want to come out on the other side of, of your current depression? You know, how do you want to come out on the other side of that challenge? Whatever, you know, anyone's challenge is, because we all have them. Like you said, that doesn't mean every day is a great day. doesn't mean that we don't have challenges, but it's our perspective and how do we choose? Because positivity is a choice, a mindset choice. How do we choose to respond to those challenges? And those, honestly, you know, those are going to make the best stories when you choose wisely, when you choose positivity, when you choose, yes, I can do this, even though it's hard, even though, you know, I, I'm getting kicked down right now, I'm going to rise again, I'm going to get back up. And I think that that's so much of what, like, circling back around to this Gen X, Gen, Gen Xers, these women that you primarily coach or you work a lot with is, is saying that to them. Like, you know, it's okay, but it's time to get up. It's time to get up and go at it again. You haven't walked in five years. We'll just take a walk around the block or walk to the mailbox, right? Whatever it is. It's just that simple. It's not easy, <laughs> But it really is that simple. Everything that's simple to do is also simple not to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it won't be perfect. It's going to be a challenge. But it, you can't, it can't be just all in or nothing. Something, little thing, is better than nothing. So leading in, understanding you're, you're truly meant to do hard things. You're meant to accept challenges. Today is your tomorrow. Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait till the first year. Make today your Monday. And start. To start. Just, to just, start. And it's, again, it all sounds so simple, but it is so hard to get out of your own dang way. It is so hard. And that self-limiting belief that, unfortunately, somebody told you you weren't good enough, strong enough, pretty enough, powerful enough, worthy. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, and I say this, I've certainly said this, so I'm about to hit my 50th podcast and my daily Danish podcast turned positivity into possibility. 
that really wasn't supposed to be a plug. It just worked out that way. But, no, but, but Jensen Shero's book, I use this quote all the time, is there's only one of you, there will only ever be one of you, and it makes you pretty damn special. And a lot of times when I work in a group, right, really when it's one-on-one -on -one more, and a lot of it's through video and Zoom, and I'm like, okay, April, I'm going to tell you something and read you something, and I usually put it in the chat so they can see it. I want you to imagine like you're saying this to Dallas or Isabella, right? That's what you're going to do. And you would say, you know what? There's only one of you. There's only ever be one of you, and it makes you pretty damn special. That's easy to do, to tell your kiddo. Now, April, I want you to imagine you're standing alone in your, in your bathroom looking in your mirror this morning, just after you yeah. brushed your teeth. Wipe the sleep out of your eyes. Now say it. Then all of a sudden, the crocodile tears come down. So what's the, why is it okay to tell your children but not believe it for yourself? And Sue, as soon as you come into my life, I'm going to be a champion for who you are, what you are, and I believe in you more than you've ever believed in yourself. And I should thank my parents. I came from a mixed marriage of religion, of faith. And so they, they just allowed us to ask questions and be respectful. I'm sure I was disrespectful at times just because you're a kid. And I, I, this should be the joke. This is not a joke. So I was raised Catholic by a Jewish mother, raised my kids in a Methodist church. I went through the Lutheran University. I've been trying to figure my stuff out for the, my whole life. <laughs> but that's all really that's true. Not right, there. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But yeah, but no, I mean, but it, it, it's so powerful what you're saying is that, you know, we are, and as women especially, because we are the natural born nurturers, you know, and it seemed to be our... Um, you know, it seems to be our, our, our biblical law in life, right? Like that's been since the beginning of time that the women go and do these things. They take care of people. They take, take care of the home. They take care of others. They take care of a lot of things. And no one wrote the prescription for taking care of ourselves until we have people like you that have come along, thankfully, that are saying, whoa, 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 you know, we've gotten this wrong, ladies, and men. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of men out there. Your dad being one of them was an example of that. He didn't quite figure out how to take care of himself later on in life. And that was ultimately his de demise. And so taking care of oneself, not only physically and, uh, you know, health-wise, nutritionally, but emotionally, uh, mentally, spiritually, and being able to look in that mirror and say, there is only one of me. There will only ever be one of me. And that makes me pretty awesome. You know, like that's a great exercise I want all of the listeners to do today is to, to record that, like to look in the mirror and say that to yourself. And even bonus, if you literally record that, you know, on, a, on, on your phone, like record yourself saying that. Look your phone, you know, pull out the selfie, record video. And tell yourself that into video or do it inside of a, a mirror in your bathroom. What a great positive daily affirmation. It would be amazing. I'm going to, I'm adopting that. I've heard you say that so many times, but I do think that that could be a routine, you know, that we adopt as women while we're brushing our teeth or maybe when we're putting makeup on and getting dressed in the morning, um, is to look ourselves or even at the end of the day, it could be part of a nighttime routine to have that piece of gratitude at the end of the day. You know, it might've been a hailstorm that day. A lot of things might've gone wrong. We all have those days, but what would it look like if we tell ourselves that story every day that, you know, there is only one of me and there will only ever be one of me. 
And that makes me unique and pretty amazing. Imagine how your head would hit the pillow and how you would wake up in the morning. You'd wake up and be amazing. <laughs> That's James. That is your. That is his. His go-to line is always "Wake up and be amazing." Wake up and be amazing. Doesn't matter what time it is. It's just like an energy, an adrenaline shot, a positivity. Um, I actually spell it every time with a capital Z. It was probably a typo back in the day, and now that's just even my phone knows that's how I write it. People write it back to me. Um, I love that. I'm gonna shout out that challenge in my next uh, email. I think too, and ask people yeah. if they want to share it with me. They can. They don't have to. It can be very personal, but. If you could do it in a video or you can do it in every one of our phones, whether it's an Android iPhone has a video or I'm an audio component yep. and then say it. And my guess is the more you say it or listen, you could do it with more enthusiasm, more passion, more conviction than the very first time you said it. Yeah. I mean, the first time it might be like, okay, there's only one of me and there only ever will be one of me. And that makes me amazing. <laughs> But it can start to sound like what I did it earlier, right? Like there is only one of me and there will only ever be one of me. And that makes me pretty special and unique and amazing. And I honor that. Yeah, honor that. I've seen some like TikTok or Reels with little humans doing it. Yeah. And it's pretty impactful. Yeah. And imagine what those children are going to grow up believing about themselves and the power, whether it's seventh grade basketball, whether it's graduation or getting into a college or getting your best job or finding a mate or what fam. I mean, it's just the power of that is exponential. That's so good. Okay. You know, we're doing a reels challenge, uh, in our, in our VIP group inside light beamers right now, you're in there. That's what I'm going to do today. You just, I just challenged my, through you. I just gave myself a reels challenge and I'm going to record a reel. So you guys, if you're watching, you're listening to this, you got to go check out the Instagram and make sure I did it. Okay. And I'm going to put it on my Instagram and it's going to be of me recording that phrase, that statement. I'm going to tag you and I'm going to tag Jen Sincero because that's where it comes from her book. So I'm tagging you. I'm tagging Jen Sincero, um, who I don't know, but she's a fabulous writer. And I'm going to share that for my reels challenge and I'm going to do it today this podcast will be out for sure and you know like my reels will have been done before this podcast actually hits the airwaves so when you're listening to this go to my instagram at light beamers this is how i'm holding myself accountable go to my instagram at light beamers and look for the reels that has me saying that phrase about you know there is only one of me will only ever be one of me and that makes me pretty special and amazing I love it. So I think you're going to have to do it too. Okay. Let's do you, you record a reels also. I'm going to hold you accountable now. <laughs> I haven't done one yet. I've got to listen to how to do it. Cause I'm struggling. I even sat with my wife about the reels just saying, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. You got, you, you've got, it's all in our group. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you've got the tools. I've got them there for you. All right. That is going to be so good. And so anyone else that is listening and you want to take up that challenge, you don't have to do it on Instagram reels. I know that is not probably um, going to be the first place people go to record, but any way you want to do it, if you want to record it on video, you want to record an audio, you just want to write it as a statement and you want to share that with trainer Dane. 
How can they share that with you? Tell them how to reach you. So again, if you do it on Instagram, it's Trainer Dane. At Instagram, it's Trainer Dane on Facebook. Those are probably the easiest ways to do it. I promise I will res- I will respond to you. Your chances are you're going to get one of two responses. Either a quick video of me saying, wake up and be amazing. Thank you, Susan. I'm proud of you. And I, there's only one of you, whatever it would be, or it'd be a voice message. But I'd be excited and honored and humbled to be tagged. Love it. We're going to link up Trainer Dane's Instagram and Facebook um, <clears throat> and the show notes so that you guys don't have to look very far to find it. We're also going to link up your your podcast that you did mention that we want to shout out because that's another great place to go to get to get that daily dose of positivity. You know, it's turn positivity into possibility with Trainer Dane. And, you know, that's another great resource to have someone pouring into you those positive affirmations, those positive ideas, those small steps that you can take in life and in your health and fitness, um, whatever it may be, to make it a 10% increase and better every single day every every day every day wake up and be amazing that's it that's it so simple well thank you so much for being on the show with us uh with me and sitting here with me it's so crazy dane and i live like i don't know a mile from each other (laughs) and we're sitting here on a computer screen staring at each other it's so funny but it's really cool um i love having you in our community I love being in your community. I love having you as a coach and trainer. I love having you as a friend. I love what you stand for in the world. I love where you're going. Like you've had massive growth um, over the last year, year and a half in your business and in your life and in your vision. And it's just so cool to, to see people, you know, to walk alongside people like you who are increasing your vision and increasing your possibilities um, because of just the goals that you're setting in life. And that's the kind of people I want to be around. That's the kind of people that they need as a coach, right? Like that's what makes you so special. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Also, thank you for pushing me. Like you often would say, I would say a dream or a hope and you're like, take action, go do it, go do it, go do it, go do this. And as you know, I'm an action taker and sometimes Uh coaches need coaches, people need behind you. And April would be right here. Just Go do it. You need a sounding board. Come to me. Um, so I thank you so much. It's an honor and privilege to be in your community every single day to sh- to watch you shine your light. And ultimately, we're going to together create the life we love every single day. And we're going to live the life we have while we create the life we love. Yeah. And when we're, you know, 80, 95, 100, we're going to be out there still doing it. <laughs> going to be able to get up out of the chair. <laughs> we won't have to use the momentum of the rocking chair to get up. Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What a yeah. pleasure. As we wrap this up, I will be signing off to go take my supplements. <laughs> I take my vitamins every day. I love it. And drink my water and drink my water. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've loved having you on the Inside Story podcast. I know our listeners are, if they don't already know you, which I know a lot of people in the community already know you, but Hopefully we are introducing you to some new people today and they are discovering the magic and the power that is Trainer Dane. Go connect with him. Take us up on that challenge, please. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to record a reel. Dane's going to record a reel. I'm holding you to that. We're going to do that together. So you guys go to both of our Instagrams and 
look for those reels and give us a comment. That will just be so fun. And um, we're going to, we're going to wake up every day or go to bed every night together as a community saying that phrase. All right. Once again, Dane, tell them what to say. And then that'll be how we sign off. Absolutely. There's only one of me will ever be one of me. And it makes me pretty darn special. Boom. There you go. Go be amazing. Go be amazing. Go be amazing. Light Beamers. We'll see you next time on the Inside Story podcast. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a Light Beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.